My name is Joe, and alternate universes exist. Along with my friend Adam, we have been given a task to use a magic window to gaze into these alternate universes and cast judgment upon them. To do that, we must become something else. We are the Monitors. Yes, we are. Yeah. Do, do you think one day we'll become our own biggest villains? <laughs> uh, probably, honestly. Uh, we spew so much criticism out of here <laughs> that people will just be like, oh, those guys are the worst. Actually, yeah, we probably are already our own biggest villains. We just haven't gone back in time to kill ourselves yet. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, big reveal on The Flash this week. Ah. Uh, Yes, big review. I mean, they marketed it as such. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, uh, yeah, I was right. I called it. I mean, come on. It it really <laughs> was like the most obvious uh, choice from the beginning. And yeah, looking back, I guess it, it makes more sense than Wally. But like, I just felt like thematically it, it would have been more interesting if it was Wally um, or or even uh, Reverse Flash. I don't know. I probably would have complained if it was Reverse Flash. It's just I didn't want it to be Barry, even though Barry is the worst, and this is proof of it now. He's, he's the seasoned villain. He is uh, the worst person. Well, you, you could clearly see they had it planned from day one that yeah. it was going to be future Barry. Yeah. I mean, it, he was the most obvious solution, and then people, uh, you know, were post have been posting about it for months. Like it's clearly Barry. I'm the future Flash, and I don't know if it was that obvious. I mean, some people were still surprised, but they were they, just, they really? I were mean, they? looking on Twitter and stuff like were, were their minds blown? Really? I guess they they're not as invested in uh, TV writing as we are. If, but <laughs> if you're just a casual fan, if you just kind of tune in and uh, don't put much thought into it, I guess maybe it was a shock. But I of course first picked up on it on that episode. It was like episode five or seven or something where they're talking to Savitar through Julian's mind device. He says, I'm the future Flash. I mean, See, yeah, that's, that's the only clue you needed. But like that also applies yeah. to Wally. He, Wally is the future Flash. And uh, it, uh, when he says, like, oh, I gave myself my powers, that also applied to Wally. You know, if Wally was Savitar, then he gave himself powers. And how did Barry give himself powers? Like, he didn't really. Well... I guess he, if he killed his he, mom, like technically well, gives him powers. He did say he was the first speedster, and Barry was, I guess, the first speedster in the series, even though Reverse Flash had it before <laughs> him. But he was from the future, and yeah. he came back in time. Uh, yeah, it's, you gotta, if you wrap your head around it, you really uh, don't want to wrap your head around it. Yeah, or if you try to think about how, like... Um, Jay Garrick from Earth Three like knew all the Savitar lore, even though like he had clearly been a speedster before the Barry Allen of that planet, which uh, wouldn't exist because he uh, he's Jay Garrick there. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. technically true. He was Flash. He could have been the first speedster. Yeah, but um, it's he was the first speedster to us because we started watching the Flash. Sure. <laughs> uh, they clearly had it planned from day one, though, because. Um, like, even in the, the premiere of this season three, like, when he had uh, Reverse Flash imprisoned in that cage, you know, at the end, he's a, he slams it. He's like, now who's the villain, Flash? Now who's the villain? I mean, yeah, Barry is the villain. Barry has been the villain the entire series. He makes poor, selfish decisions and screws everybody over in the process. And then everyone's just supposed to be like, oh, Barry, you card. <laughs> we forgive you. Like he went back in time to save his mom at the cost of literally everybody in Central City. Like Cisco had a brother who was alive before Barry went back in time and you know fucked with time. Uh, I should have said fudge with time. Now I gotta <laughs> tick that like little explicit box. Uh, 
but yeah, before no, you're allowed one f bomb in PG thirteen. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, uh, you know, Dig had a, had a daughter before, and now she's disappeared, and we just have a son that he never sees. And the the only reason Barry went back and erased Flashpoint and like ended up killing Cisco's brother and all that stuff for is, selfish reasons is because he couldn't remember his old life anymore yeah for selfish reasons he like, restarted the timeline for selfish reasons he wanted to have his his own perfect life but he also wanted to remember his old life if he, yeah. if he had just forgotten his old life yeah we'd just be living in flashpoint right now so i mean it yeah it makes sense that you know everyone's always saying barry's the bad guy and he's he's terrible and he's hurt more people combined than reverse flash and um zoom but now here's your proof. He he literally is the worst person. He is from the future and he is a bad guy. I will give you credit though. We we're one and one on big villain predictions this season because I predicted Savitar was future Barry, and you knew right off the bat that Prometheus on Arrow yeah. was Adrian Chase. I, I just felt like for the first episode of Adrian Chase, I'm like, oh, which villain is he going to be this season? Um, it, yeah, it it's just uh, I don't know. I wasn't terribly shocked by it i mean obviously it's it's one of the more obvious answers is that barry is the uh um is, is savitar what do you think about savitar is savitar um does he how does he rank against the other villains like reverse flash and zoom is he better or, or worse in terms of a villain like um he hasn't seemed to really do much this season in terms of terrorizing central city um, in fact, most of his plans just seem to be terrorizing his younger self for whatever reason. Um, I think it could have been a lot more interesting if they didn't wait so long to reveal who he was. Like if we knew maybe halfway through the season that it was Barry, they I do could find, have done a lot more interesting stories. Yeah, I do find it's really obnoxious that it's, you know, like three episodes before the end or even two episodes. I don't I don't know how many they have left, but three, um, I think. Yeah, like it's weird that now is the time they need to reveal this. Like they've held it in their pocket for so long. And we're supposed to be terribly shocked that it's Barry who's, you know, future Barry is coming back to terrorize his younger self. Um, Yeah, like you're right. I just feel like now we've got to squeeze all of this in. Barry has to confront the fact that he is now also going to turn into an evil speedster in the future. uh, And he also has to save Iris. And now we just have these short few episodes left to deal with it. It's just that, um, like we had comments on our Facebook page after the episode airs. They're like, he goes back in time and changes things and it screws everything up. But yeah, he goes to the future and that's not supposed to be as bad. But now he knows his future. Like just knowing your future, he could stop himself from becoming Savitar. <laughs> it was funny when he went to the future last episode. His future self was like, I don't know who Savitar is, but I never figured it out. Nobody ever said love will make... <laughs> how, how will you turn out if you didn't have love? Nobody ever said that to me and I never <laughs> thought about it. So I never connected the dots that I'm Savitar. It's like, um, uh, pro- promise me that if I die, that you'll stick around with Joe and all the others. And he's like, well, I forgot about that immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So a question in our chat is, uh, why would future Barry kill his own fiance? What do you think? Um, I don't know, because unless it was to ensure that, ensure his own creation, I mean, that's the only reason I can think of. That was one of his clues. It was, he says that uh, to Iris, he's just like, I'm sorry you have to die, but you need to die so that I can live. Um, so Savitar, uh, this is my guess, Savitar in the future, just, uh, he's some emo brooding version of Barry that lost, uh, Iris. So Iris needs to die so that he can survive. It's, it's weird though, because like, it seems like in this, like our time traveling, like 
the time timeline is linear. Like there's only one yeah. timeline. Like when he creates Flashpoint, the normal one ceases to exist. Yeah, you would think. Uh, well, they sort of hint on it a little bit because um, at some point Cisco vibes into the Flashpoint universe. So he's like, they they try to say like, oh, all yeah, all those other universes you created still exist. And I'm like, well, I can't. You just send Barry over to the one where he didn't screw up. Yeah, it's like people have like these dormant memories of an alternate timeline. Yeah, and then Cisco vibes into the alternate universe where Barry created Flashpoint because it's still around. <laughs> it's just Barry doesn't exist inside of it anymore. I guess to, to kind of go TNG on it, it's like erasing it with a pencil. Yeah. Like there's still something left behind <laughs> when you write over it. But yeah, it's like the the alternate timelines he creates don't branch off and exist by themselves. It's like they're all overriding one timeline, so... Except these speedsters who can travel through time, so somehow they remain. I like that a big focus of this season, too, has just been Barry learning not to futz with the past because of the whole Flashpoint uh, dilemma. Um, and But Savitar clearly does not care anymore. <laughs> like, he's just... Like, wasn't, wasn't that how Reverse Flash stayed alive was because he outran his own yeah. deletion? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess that's... Like, um... I guess that's kind of the same thing. Like, Savitar is trying to maintain his own existence. Yeah, by just making sure that Iris dies and that Barry becomes so emo. Um, but Barry is already resolved not to become emo. Just, like, don't you remember last episode? He's like, no matter what happens, Joe, <laughs> I'll be there for you. But the Savitar is still, like, the remnant be- where that happened, I guess. I'm trying <laughs> not to put too much thought into it because clearly the writers don't. <laughs> because we kind of touched on it a bit last week where, like, they spent the better part of the season saying, can we change the future? Despite the fact they already proved it in the first episode with Flashpoint where he changes the future. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like it's it. And then they kind of come to the conclusion, well, you can change it a little bit, but it's still going to happen this way. Um, but then when he goes in the future uh, last week, uh, he either comes back with some very like future altering changes. Like he's going to either find out what Savitar is, which he just did. So that alters the future because his future self didn't know it. Um, and then, uh, or, or they save Iris and then that whole future doesn't happen. So like. <laughs> but to get more into uh, this episode. So they, they find this professor that future emo Barry told them about Tracy Brand. Tracy, She's not a yeah. professor yet. She's still a doctorate student. A grad student and they need yeah. her to build the device to trap Savitar. Um, what did you think of Tracy? Was she uh, a welcome addition? You think she's going to stay the rest of the season while she develops this? This prison? You think she'll become another member of Team Flash? Um, well, I mean, if if she falls in love with HR, she'll probably stick around. Do you really think HR is going to stick around? I think they they. I don't know if HR will stick around, but they definitely want to keep Tom Cavanaugh around at any I'm, by any means possible. I'm happy to keep Tom Cavanaugh around. I just think that his Earth Two uh, Tom Cavanaugh was uh, or Earth Two Harrison Wells rather was um, a much better character than HR. Like, HR just seems to be a goofball for the most part. And, like, a oh, lot of... Yeah, he's a total goofball. A lot of his revelations aren't really, like, revelations. <laughs> it's like, anybody with common sense could figure well, it that, out. that's the thing. He That's his shtick. He, uh, he doesn't figure things out. He, he, like, says something that gets everyone else to figure things out. I know. It's he's just, like their muse, I guess. I don't know. I just don't... I liked the Earth 2 version better. And maybe... Maybe just, just this will be their thing from now on. Um, you know, like every season we just get a new HR or a new uh, Harrison Wells. Did you like how right off the <clears> bat, because um, Julian's like, why aren't we worrying about Caitlin? I mean, 
I mean, Barry, Barry can think about Savitar, but why isn't why is Wally West off gallivanting yeah. on Earth three with his girlfriend? Yeah. Wally well, just decides <laughs> to take a break, like a long weekend. Um, I think it's just because they were saving money this episode; they didn't want to like animate him like zooming through the city. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently, on HR's Earth, it's uh, Norbert Einstein instead of Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did think Tracy Brand, uh, like they bust into her her lab while she's burning all her yeah. research. She tells them everything about herself. Like, she's talking a lot with these people she's never met before. I know. And then she's like, oh, somebody's tried to kill me. And they're like, we want to offer you protection. He's like, why? They don't, they're not going to come back. <laughs> like, what? So Wait, how did you connect those dots? Savitar's plan in this episode is to send Killer Frost to kill Tracy Brand before she can build the, the speed trapping device. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, what did you think of the um, Killer Frost fight with with Cisco? Like when they first meet Tracy Brand, like where how he, he like hesitated? He hesitates. Yeah, like he has this hesitation for most of the episode that he can't attack Killer Frost, like because he he doesn't want to hurt his friend. <clears throat> He's afraid of killing her because he thinks his powers he can't control his powers. But um, he has sort of like a a, a panic attack. He doesn't want to hurt Caitlin. Um, I could see the, the panic attack, but like later on in the episode, he talks with, um, it was Julian, right? Yeah. And he's like, um, you know, I'd rather it be me than her. If, uh, I, I'd rather die than have my best friend die. Right. And I, I'm like, didn't you already say Barry was your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't like that only because like, if she was still your best friend and she was being threatened, you're like, Oh, I'd rather be me than her, but she's attacking and hurting people. It's like, you'd rather she live and you die while she keeps going around hurting people and you're the one saving people. <laughs> he can't use his, like, abilities to, like, I don't know, force her through a portal onto the other side of the planet or something. Yeah, he was just going to stand there and take the deadly blast. Yeah, he was Unless just... Barry snatched him out of the way. Yeah, and Barry had to sort of work overtime. I do, like, <clears throat> so in this episode, uh, Killer Frost is Killer Frost. Like, there's doesn't appear like there's any Caitlyn left. I found her to be the most interesting villain of the season. Despite the fact I don't get why <laughs> she turns into Killer Frost, like all of a sudden she her mind changes and like you still don't know of, why she's yeah evil. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense when anybody else who has powers like they don't just turn evil, but whatever. Um if they're gonna make her evil, I found her much more interesting of a villain than Savitar. Um I I, I felt like that was the most boring part of the episode was the Savitar reveal. And I liked the scenes with Killer Frost, especially the uh, the way she like Ice Man's her powers through uh, Central oh, City. Yeah, she went full Ice Man with the ice surfing. That was yeah. a cool scene. Um, yeah, that that is something to consider. I think maybe if Savitar was just used as like a vehicle to make Caitlyn the main villain of the season, that might have been pretty interesting. Yeah, because honestly, um, I I liked uh, the Flash has always been like. You know, family first. We're 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 best friends, and we're family, and we always hang out together. And I liked when some element inside of that uh, turns on them. But it, you know, we don't need, we didn't need twenty episodes to hide that it's just Barry. But Barry was going to turn on them anyway. Just give him some time. Uh, we mentioned on last week's episode how it was ridiculous how she has to bust out every window with her ice powers. Yeah. Like when she comes in the classroom, she has to bust through that glass door, <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure was probably unlocked. Yeah. She could have just opened it. Um, it is kind of a natural enemy of speedsters though, like ice powered because like they uh, yeah. ice the whole ground. They can't get traction. 
uh, and just even icing him, like he he freezes there and he he can't move. So that's why like she's a good counter to him. Um, and I like. <laughs> oh, I forgot. She says admission here is so easy. She has to bust the window just to deliver that one liner. <laughs> yeah. Do you think uh, Future Barry gave her that line? Just like when you get into the room, just say like admission here is so easy. You have to say this. <laughs> they love it. People will the laugh if they weren't so scared. Yeah. Um. Dude, were you expecting this whole episode? I kept expecting this episode for Caitlin to freeze away like Cisco's hands. Like I felt like that oh, was like, why he was scared at the beginning. Like a, uh, like a uh, future emo Barry. Yeah. Or future uh, Cisco. not emo Cisco. So then they Barry just like hits her away and she runs away with her tail between her legs back to Savitar. But they have Tracy Brand and um, HR seems to be the one that trusts her. Even though it was Cisco talking through a headpiece through HR to yeah, get her to open up. I, I'm just curious how they came up with that plan. Like, HR, go into Jitters and just like flirt with her a bit and we'll give you some science-y stuff to say. Like, <laughs> was that the plan? Order a Zoom, a triple espresso with a shot of cayenne. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds gross. Oh, my God. Have you ever, have you ever had like um, something sweet with a... Cayenne with like spice in it. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's miserable. Yeah, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Some people love it, but uh, I've tried it and it's absolutely disgusting. And he said, and he says, "Uh, je suis smart." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was pretty stupid this episode. Uh, I do. I mean, my I do like some parts of the episode. Like uh, I did, like I said, Caitlin. I felt like was the best part of the the episode, and I would I would be happy if it was just like Caitlin was under the suit. Now we're dealing with Caitlin. You know, like six episodes ago, <laughs> instead of like the last couple along with Savitar. Did you notice when Caitlin was Iceman surfing, she was wearing heels? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess like uh, they planned her costume around her comic book character. I, I haven't read the comics or, or seen it, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty cool costume. Cisco even said like, "Oh wow, you've uh, you've got full uh, villain costume going on." No more pencil skirt for me. Yeah. Did <laughs> it? But yeah, it's like it's so. Like, you think she'd wear something easier, like a, a tight leather skirt that I'm sure she'll get knocked around, but it'll never fly up, and heels that... I'm surprised <laughs> she didn't want that, like, glowing blue necklace she was wearing, of the blue snowflake. <laughs> she should have had, like, some, uh, some like, leotard or uh, with a snowflake on it or something. <laughs> what, uh, did, what did you think of uh, Joe's uh, sort of romantic subplot this this week? Um, where Cecile basically says, like, oh, I love you, Joe. She says it, like, kind of quickly, and it throws him off guard. Um, I had a problem with that, too, because... And this is a theme throughout all the shows, where they do exactly what all their friends tell them not to do. Everyone's telling Joe they want him to be happy, and to... T- go go ahead, tell her about the team. I know, if, I if you're a lover... I super inappropriate. Like, so Joe just tells her, like, oh, yeah, Barry's the Flash um wally's kid flash <laughs> like here's everybody's secret identities uh yeah and i, I just work with them you know uh, that's my secret i mean it was appropriate because he did get their blessing first i know but like it's just weird like why wouldn't you just say like i work with the flash like she doesn't need to know more than that like they're not married like he's like my whole family is the flash. yeah like, <laughs> he's just basically like don't worry she won't tell her daughter i'm like oh yeah i bet but they all tell him to open up and you know be happy with her and the first like he just dumps her. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I did think it was weird how, like, it was, like, halfway through the episode, like, and it had sort of been continuous. Like, there weren't really any breaks. And Joe's, uh, Barry just goes up to Joe's like, hey, did you tell her yet? <laughs> like, 
Oh, when, yeah. did he, when did he get a chance to? You guys have been working nonstop since you told him to go tell her. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even been a day yet. Because he, when he goes and talks to her, he's like, you know, when I said I love you this morning. So he hadn't even seen her since Barry's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, well, why are you rushing this so quickly, Barry? Like, clearly there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Like, Savitar is out and about, and Killer Frost out and about. And you have this timeline where you know Iris is supposed to die on May 23rd. Can't Joe's love life wait until May 24th? Like, why Why is it so important that he gets this right now? Um, did you like the um, the little dialogue piece where Tracy Brand is like, so I'm like Sarah Connor in Terminator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, You're more like Miles Dyson. Dyson. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I did like that one. Um, I was thinking, like, it's they ask they ask Tracy Brand, um, HR goes in and she's, they're modeling. I like how they modeled the Savitar killing Iris scene with Legos. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like looking at it and um, they're like, I ask you to do something dangerous now. And they need her as bait to uh, lure out Killer Frost. I was just thinking like, oh, it's a shame they couldn't just go to Supergirl's Earth and ask Martian Manhunter to <laughs> disguise, her se- disguise himself as Tracy Brand and just nab everyone, but... I did think it was weird that she made a lot of like logical leaps with her like research and she's just like what if Savitar runs so fast that he just needs a suit to cancel out all the charges so that there's a man under the suit and if we can just pry the man away from his <laughs> armor then we can trap him in the prison. I'm like okay well you just found out about speedsters really. <laughs> You've derived this from what? Okay I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that with the stuff we were talking about at the beginning about like why he needs to kill Iris to keep himself around. Yeah. And I was like maybe that's the thing. Like he's out he has to outrun his own like death, kind of like Reverse Flash did. Right. But he has to run so fast that like this static charge techno babble that um Tracy Brand brings up it like goes off and burns him so he needs that suit. But he hops in and out of that suit like it's no big deal. Well, it's like Reverse Flash on Legends. You know, he can check his watch. He's like, oh, I get six minutes before the Black Flash shows up. <laughs> so I can step out of the suit to deliver a monologue. By the way, what did you think of uh, the way that future Savitar Barry looks? Like, he, he was half-burned face, and, like, he still had his emo hair. I mean, the the burned face... Uh, Do you think the, Barry can really get a burned face? Because, like, he heals quickly. I mean... Uh, burn scar tissue is technically healed it's just looked deformed yeah but hasn't he been like stabbed and like his back broken all that stuff he doesn't appear to really have any scars I don't know do we see him undressed like Oliver when yeah and, and it's not just um, the, the burns like he's been frozen like to death too like you know like uh... well they, they actually they did that line where um, Caitlin stabs him with the ice going he's like where did I get you before your left leg oh yeah. scar tissue is a lot weaker than uh Normal tissue. I just mean he's been like frozen all over. Like he takes Captain Cold's gun a couple times and Caitlin has frozen him. Like those leave burns as well. <laughs> and um, so I think, um, and I was also thinking, so they, they managed to take out Caitlin, even though she knew everything that was going to happen. They stop her from killing Tracy. And then Savitar rushes in. And he just saves Caitlyn and takes her away when Tracy's standing right there. I'm like, he could have just killed her himself, like, before anyone even knew what was going on. Yeah. So, why he didn't do that, well, I don't they even, know. They even say that. They're like, it's weird that he just left and didn't kill Tracy. Like, he just took Caitlyn and left. 
I'm glad they they actually thought to write that out because or write that into the scene because <laughs> yeah. that's like why did he, he could have just it's the same thing with Reverse Flash and the Legend like he could just go in and kill them all before they'd even know. But now that we know that Savitar is um, future emo Barry, why do you think uh, it sort of made Wally into a catatonic state like in the future? Like he fought Savitar on his own, and it's rumored or at least hinted at that he's found out who Savitar was and it like shook him to his core enough to, to not talk to anybody anymore. Maybe he felt so betrayed or, or maybe Savitar used like his vibrating speed hand to pull his brain out. (laughs) Did you have some thoughts on that? I no, not really. I just thought it was weird. Like looking back on it, like it was so shocking that Wally never talked again. And I was like, was it really that shocking? Like, were you really that upset? Wally? So I was thinking maybe like the, um, the suit he wears like because they they think like well why does he need caitlin snow so maybe like her cold powers is somehow powering his suit or he did say he had big plans for her, um which is why I, I think a lot of people assumed it was going to be ronnie last week even though that made zero sense whatsoever yeah. uh yeah i'm not really sure what his plans uh involve her it maybe it is like you said he needs her somehow to power his suit but he keep also, it, or keep it friction free yeah but he also um I don't know, somehow inspired her loyalty really quickly, like just by saying like, okay, you know, well, future emo Barry. That's why people thought it was Ronnie because there's no one else who would affect Caitlin like that. I mean, I know they're good friends, but like, I feel like, I don't know. Do you think the Savitar looks fatter when it's a real suit and not yeah. CGI? It's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, it's a weird suit for Barry to wear too because it makes him like six times his size. I remember like the whole first half of the season, anytime Savitar was there, it was all CGI and like he looked so much fatter when it was a re- an actual suit. Yeah. Well, because they basically had to build like, I'm sure they, c- they couldn't like just make a suit that Grant had to be in. Like he had to, they had to insert all <laughs> sorts of cooling and like neon light sticks and stuff <laughs> to make it glow. So, um, plus it was like a transformer. So they had to make it do all the, yeah, he has to bend, crouch over to step out of it. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think's coming up for next week? I didn't watch the preview, so uh, I don't know. Probably more Savitar shenanigans. I did see in the little preview that... Does he terrorize anybody at all? Like, he's kind of like a lame villain. Like, his only plan is really terrorize Barry, which, I, you know, is fine. But um, Barry... I mean, he's kind of terrorizing everyone else in well, by proxy. What is the deal with the Acolytes? Like, are we supposed to forget about those guys? Remember him? Well, yeah, how he's, <laughs> he was bringing all the Flashpoint villains into... Like, he brought kid flash in he brought yeah. uh that girl i forget her name yeah but he also had those guys in the robes and stuff that like caitlin tracked down for a while and then she found one and then he's just like oh yes avatar has big plans for you yeah he like made his own cult yeah like what was the deal with that looking back now yeah that's like why did he need to go through through with all that <laughs> yeah I don't, I it's don't like all he that. needed was killer frost and yeah because he hasn't recruited anybody else <laughs> <laughs> well maybe he needed to do all that to throw them off the scent to get all this to stuff to happen and bring him into existence. I did read an interview with uh, um, one of the executive producers did an interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly and mentioned that they felt like it was such a cool idea to have, you know, Barry, who's the, the, the title hero of the show, fight himself and like try to understand the choices. Like he's always said like, oh, I, I don't know how people can just be evil. But like with Savitar, he sort of gets it. Like he's lost everybody. Um, but I felt like that was such a weird 
way to be like, oh, this is such a cool story because like they kind of do that all the time with the Flash and the Reverse Flash, and um, you know they, they've had this with Zoom, you know, or like he's uh, he explains the way the the reasons why he became the way he did, and Barry had a similar upbringing to Zoom, like he was adopted, but you know he was filled with love, and Zoom was adopted and filled with hate. And reverse flash is the reverse of flash, you know, like he made all the opposite decisions of Barry. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a weird. Yeah. I know you think it was a little cheesy, but the whole theme of the episode, like love is the only thing that makes the fight worth it. Yeah. I do. I mean, well, I mean, it's that the is kind of fair. That is the way that the flash understands love. But like when you think about it, in like an overall sense, like nobody would be a hero if it, if they didn't love people like, if you're just sure, a, a yes. miserable, a miserable jerk, I mean, you just and you get superpowers, you just use them and be a villain and just do whatever you want. I know, but the way the Flash sort of explains love, they don't. It doesn't build at all. It's just like, like in the case of Wally and Jesse, like it was just like one day they're like, oh yeah, cool, we're dating. I'm gonna move to your Earth, and <laughs> you know, like they're almost married. And and the same thing with Iris and and Barry. Like yeah, they had some like sort of initial flirting, but like they just got together like immediately and moved in within the space of like two episodes you know like and then barry proposed in the mid-season finale like uh i don't know just everything moves so quickly on that show like i, I did like um we had a comment on our facebook page after the episode aired this week um from anchor he said either nobody forgets anything on this show and they hold grudges or they f- forgive instantly and love instantly oh yeah <laughs> like we said that last week too because like future emo barry had like basically ignored everybody for eight years and the second he decides like okay i'm ready to like not be emo anymore everyone's just like "Ooh, which one do i hug first <laughs> like seriously he put you through eight years of hell i know um but i guess in the preview for next week their plan is savitar knows everything we did because he lives it so what they're trying to do is to mess with barry's head so he doesn't form any new memories that's the plan <laughs> that's what it's like in the preview so which i mean like i guess I said it, before is ridiculous because yeah. if he's from the future like his future's already happened like yeah he's not just, being written as we speak yeah he can just read what happens with the flash during that time period <laughs> uh i mean i was trying to think about it too like uh just a little bit like you know how do you stop somebody who knows every movie you've already made um like because even if you just decide now oh i'm just gonna randomize everything i do now uh you in the future <laughs> you already did that too so like he knows what your what your uh order of actions is gonna be so i don't know it's, it's i think if you don't have any memories and so you, there's no like method to your decisions going forward it might happen i'm sure they're just gonna convince caitlin to be good again and turn against uh savitar or they're gonna convince savitar that like oh love is all you need and like you don't have to kill iris we can have a future together now uh and it won't have anything to do with speed <laughs> So, all right. I guess we should move on to uh, this week's arrow, which oh is. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not an elicity shipper. I, I don't care that they're together. I just, I would prefer it would just happen in the background, so that's not like the forefront of an episode. Because I know, like, yes, it was just one episode out of you know the 23 they're doing this season, but I know where it leads. <laughs> it leads with them getting back together. It leads with them getting back together, and. Then, they can't be happy. They they're just gonna fight every other episode, and I, you got to listen to Felicity be shrill about everything, and and Oliver just sort of acquiescing to it. Like it, it even happened in this episode. I mean, 
granted i i like felicity in the like role that she plays on the show but like when that she mixes with oliver she just turns into this person that i don't like um and the way that she was just like oliver we're soulmates and you need to tell me everything and you can't hide a single thing from me and why aren't you listening to me and do things my way oliver and like ah you just turn into the worst person when you're with him you know what i just noticed this episode that i've kind of noticed before but didn't really think about it did you notice a lot of the times felicity is filmed looking up at oliver with her head cocked like a dog yeah <laughs> like i mean there's a lot of uh i just oh it reminded me of some of the twitter stuff i saw about it <laughs> the way that like felicity was nuzzling into her neck like into his neck the, so that because she didn't want to leave him i'm like oh my god what is with you people are we watching the same show i mean it does seem did they make that a conscious choice to make her look like a loyal dog like just looking for his affection i mean i feel like you're you're going in the wrong territory if you start calling felicity a dog <laughs> um but i don't know i didn't mean it like that i just it's weird it was a weird episode for me because like prometheus uh, the the idea behind the episode was that prometheus was in the bunker which makes no sense but uh, let's give it to him like he was in the bunker he needs to set some trap and he threw off an emp that disturbed all the electronics in the bunker uh, and Felicity and, and Oliver are trapped down there. That is it. That was literally his entire plan. I, I don't know if it was just to slow them down or what. But somehow Felicity and Oliver made it worse by trying to escape. Like Oliver gets stabbed in the back by falling down an elevator. Um, they break a methane pipe and then start breathing in methane to the point where they're like almost going to die. Um, they just made everything worse. And in the process, decided, like, okay, now's a good time for us to rehash our busted-up relationship from season four and figure out where things went wrong. And also how uh, Prometheus somehow broke into their bunker without anyone noticing or tripping any alarms and no. set all these traps. I get... He thought of everything. Yeah, I get that Prometheus is Oliver's foil, and it makes sense. You know, he's got some sort of weird, twisted revenge fantasy, uh, and he knows everything about Oliver. But somehow, I would smart everybody on oliver's team as well like <laughs> yes he needs to i guess to be the season villain it just doesn't make any sense like where does he get the skill set to be a better computer so hacker than felicity and to hide from all of her detections you know like maybe this caden james character they had him free has been working with him i don't know he didn't free him yeah uh, helix I mean, did maybe helix is working with talia al ghul all working together somehow I, I hope they sort of explain it by the end of the episode because um this yeah there's three episodes left and there's so many different or end of the, the season yeah there's so many different dangling storylines the russians and um kovar well, yeah kovar is his name yeah uh, it's just and they've announced so many cool things and the sizzle trailer they put out a, a, a couple weeks ago it looks so cool and you know everything's leading up towards the end and it just felt like such a weird episode for me for them to hit the brakes and discuss elicity which could have honestly waited until next season because they've already wasted this whole season with them not talking about it and i was actually happy about it <laughs> like i've liked the season because there's less of the oliver felicity uh yeah. relationship drama you're right it did really slow down the momentum of the remainder of the season like and i guess they're gonna have to deal with like william being kidnapped now it's like I also felt that was weird. Um, so Oliver doesn't even know where William is. Somehow um, Prometheus figures out where he is and then kidnaps him. But then I just felt like, I mean, he did this last year with Damien Dark. Like the kid, just leave the kid alone. I, and he might as well not go back into hiding now. Maybe that's where they're they're leading this. Like Oliver can actually have a relationship with the son now that Felicity approves. Because <laughs> <laughs> I understand now, Oliver, why you hid him from me. 
Like, okay, I don't care, Felicity, you know. What did you think of the um, Lila and John subplot? I like that Lila <laughs> called out Diggle on being an idiot. Like, yeah. you guys have your own <laughs> prison that you've been keeping people. Like, why are you so upset at me? Yeah, we talked about that last week, how we wish she would do it. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he calls, she just straight up calls him out. He's like, you know, <laughs> I don't, you trust Oliver Queen implicitly, no matter what weird, uh, I thought that was funny against too. the law thing he does. Yeah. So why can't you just trust me? You know, I'm a good person. <laughs> and he's just like, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> and well, at first when she called him out of the prison, then he was like, that's completely different. And she's like, how? And he's just like, that's beside the point. <laughs> well, it's not any different at all. <laughs> I did like how when they were arguing, like the team is all huddled up listening at the door. Yeah. I mean, you said you liked a lot of, um, uh, Curtis's lines this week, and I oh, just yeah. thought it was weird because he kept inserting himself in people's arguments and stuff. Like, because Oliver and and or not sorry, uh, Diggle and Lila were having a fight, and he just like keeps inserting. Himself. Oh, were you guys over there? Yeah, we're over here. We're not supposed to listen to this. <laughs> I did think he had some great lines this week. Like, um, they were talking about he he Wild Dogs. Like, you mean they set off an EDM? It's like no, an EMP EDM would be <laughs> a nightclub. Club, yeah. Which, Fun fact, nightclubs are where the first uh, bunker was. <laughs> yeah, the old there was under a nightclub. Yeah. Uh, he had some other good ones. Um, oh, yeah, when he was convinced, when he got the Chinese, told Oliver to pick up the Chinese food and get the wine so we could convince them oh to have a night God. together. I'm, I mean, yeah, it was contrived, but I like I his... I rolled my eyes that whole scene. I'm just like, really? Or when they started flashing back to the stuff, we're just like... Oh, let's do the salmon ladder together. It's a, it's like a pull up with like an extra oomph. And I'm like, God, what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch them be cute together. Um, and then when they're trying to figure out how to get out of uh, the bunker, just the way that like Felicia's like, "Will you listen to me now? I told you so. I told you so. I told you so." I'm like, shut That's up. Fine. We'll try Felicity. your one plan. Or when she was just like, Oliver, I don't understand why you don't. Uh, support me in any of my decisions. When I support you in any of your decisions, like you don't always support him. Like, sure, you go along with it a lot of the times, but like, remember the start of the season when you were just undermining him every time he was trying to train the recruits? Yeah, making them lose, like, lose their confidence in his training. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's like they he convinces her to try her plan, and they try. It. She's like, oh, so much for my plan because they blow up, blow the methane line. <laughs> yeah, and they could have been easily rescued by. Uh, Curtis and Wild Dog drilling through with the torch if they didn't have fill the place with flammable gas. If they weren't trying to escape, if they had just sat there and discussed their feelings <laughs> and just waited, <laughs> like they would have gotten out, but somehow like I made it worse for themselves. Like But yeah, in that scene where uh Curtis tricks him in, I just, I love that line where he's like, um he's asking why she's so mad with Laura and he's like, Oh, it's because it's not because of Oliver having a son, it's what William represents. He's like, Oliver having sex with another woman? she's like shut up of course that's what it is also when they're talking about using the acid he's like it would take 10 seasons of the bachelor for that acid to burn through (laughs) it's like what i don't judge your dvr settings (laughs) i just thought he had some great singers this episode i don't know i I guess it's not i don't have a a, a, an anger issue or anything like i'm not against um curtis i just feel like sometimes he he does a lot of what Felicity is already doing and it's diffusing tense situations with humor is one of them. And so it sort of annoys me when the two of them are going at it at the same time. And I'm just like, all right, one is enough. Like just pick one of you guys to do this and let the other person not do this anymore. Yeah. It's like I was saying, you know, in previous episodes, I wish 
like when Oliver and Felicity broke up, she had stopped working with the team and, and moved out of Thea's apartment. Yeah, and Curtis, like I thought that's what they were doing. Like Curtis was going to become the new Felicity with his computer hacking yeah, skills. Yeah, I thought that was the way they were going too. And like maybe Felicity could come back and like just take a little break from uh, Team Arrow and maybe like go back to like sort of the corporate intrigue they were having before, which I felt like because it's not there anymore. I don't know. It's weird that it's missing. Because yeah. it, now it's hard for them to describe, oh, where are you getting this tech from? She could have still stuck around, like been like a a disapproving benefactor. Like she could use her, like she mentions her copious Palmer Tech severance <laughs> yeah, pay. She could, which I'm sure was millions and millions <laughs> of dollars. Yeah, like she could keep using that to fund them, but she doesn't want to be around them every day. You know, maybe she could help them out from time to time. But um, And I get like there's not enough time to focus on it too because, you know, when they're not being Arrow, like he's in the mayor's office. Um, speaking of the mayor's office, uh, I thought it was weird that they sort of, I mean, granted they spent a lot of this episode with, uh, Oliver and Felicity, but they didn't really leave any time for, um, for Lance. Lance. Yes. Thank you. I was blanking on his name (laughs) (laughs) for Lance. He just basically has a line. It's like, oh, now all the DA's convictions might not work because he's a a serial killer. Yeah. That's. That was his only scene this week, and it's pretty yeah. clearly setting up that they're gonna like end up releasing all the villains Oliver put away. Yeah, it's just it stinks that he uh, and Thea get sidelined so bad this season for uh, for the new newer characters, and um, especially the new Black Canary. Like, she's, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, it, she's starting to grow me a bit, but like she she had some more interactions this week with people. It's just they introduced her at the wrong time. Like it, there was so much already going on. They introduced her and that was it. She said no development beyond since they introduced her. Yeah. And um yeah, if they had just kept Thea around, like she could have easily served the female role on the team. Like it's clear they're they're just making a diverse team. They have uh Wild Dogs the Latino on the team. They got Curtis, the black slash gay guy on what the is, team. What is uh, the new Black Canary? Is she like a Latina? She's the female. Oh, she's just female. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that Felicity? But she's not like out kicking butt. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I didn't feel like they needed her. You're right. Like, it should have just been like, you know. She's more just like a henchwoman than she yeah. is anything else. Like, I just feel like, yeah, maybe they should have had Speedy come back for a bit. It's just, it's weird because they don't have time for her. And it's. Yeah. Like, Speedy could have been the butt kicking female on the yeah. team. They had one episode where they introduced her and did a little bit of her backstory, and it just felt like, did we really need this? They were kind of having Evelyn Sharp, Artemis, be that role until she turned on them and disappeared. Thankfully. (laughs) But, yeah, it is kind of just for diversity purposes. You feel like they just have some sort of... They had Ragman on the team, and didn't they go out of the way to mention he was Jewish? Yeah, in his first appearance. Yeah. So, I don't know. But then they got rid of him. I don't know why, but like they just got rid of him. Like he, uh, his his robes depowered after saving everybody. Yeah, after he in in case that nuclear bomb that was going to go off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would. We were talking about how little character development Black Canaries had, and it's yeah, it's like why did they? They clearly just introduced her to have a female butt kicker on the team. But I well, I I think they introduced her because they felt like we need to have a Black Canary on the team. But it was just a weird way to introduce her when they clearly don't have time for the main characters they have. Um, and yeah, maybe it's because there aren't enough females in the bunker, but that's more because you sent Thea away. Uh, you killed off Laurel. Like, you have a surplus of male cast members. Maybe you should have killed off one of them uh, last year instead of uh, Laurel. 
who was your only like ground or even felicity or even felicity yeah like yeah they crippled their like you we thought it was going to be here when they shot up the limo yeah um but yeah like all the other characters like wild dog's gotten so much character development with his daughter and everything even like really tertiary characters like lila michaels lila diggle is yeah. getting more character development than black canary is so i don't know I'm, three episodes left i really don't think they should be squeezing any more character development in it should be like all plot based from here on out like figuring out how to get rid of prometheus and wrapping up talia and the bratva so i don't think she's gonna get any before the end of the season maybe next season when black siren comes back around i don't know uh did you watch the the preview for next week yeah it's pretty much um the convictions from Adrian trace being overturned because he's a serial killer and so, the villain's escaping. I don't understand how that that is that a thing. Like, if it turns out our district attorney becomes a serial killer, then his convictions get overturned. I guess so because he's not a good guy. Oh, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, they were still proven guilty. Like, he was still a lawyer at the time. Yeah, it's like if I if I change the evidence. Yeah, but if it's like if I perform surgery on you to remove like your gallbladder. Like, does it all of a sudden have to go back if I become <laughs> a, a murderer? Put it back in. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, he cleared Diggle's name from that uh, military setup. So does he have to go back to military? I'll probably prison? forget about that one. <laughs> um, when they were escaping, you know how Oliver landed on the nail and yeah, or the screw, and um, in his delirious fainting because he's losing so much blood. I shouldn't that have killed him? He fell like four stories onto it. <laughs> it's just a little hole. <laughs> no, but he he like he reveals because he thinks he's he enjoys killing is why he disbanded the team and why he doesn't trust yeah. himself and passes out because of the blood loss and his right. injuries. And then a few minutes later he wakes up. He's just like, Oh, I think the wound reclotted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that. I thought it was weird too. That was like the most contrived thing. I was like, they should have just had him not pass out. Yeah. I mean, the you whole, don't, you don't just wake up after passing out from blood loss. The whole episode was was bizarre. Like the second that like um, Felicity gets out of the the bunker, like her implant starts working again, she can walk. Like I was thinking, like well, there's oh. a little line. She said, "Oh, Curtis, you know, patched it up for me." Is it, Curtis, no surgery. Well, didn't he invent the chip? He invented the chip, but they still got to dig it out of her back. Well, they Oliver was undergoing surgery at. Oh, okay. At, I'm uh, sure she was Argus, just walking so. around. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like there's. So wait, that are, whole, the wound reclotted thing. They should have just had the Curtis's little Death Star interrogation droid, and she could have used that to wake him up. But are they back together or aren't they? I, I that wasn't really clear by the end of the episode. I just hope they never bring it up again. <laughs> Either way, I mean, it's clear they are going to get back together. Unless, but are they not? Are they already back together? Or are they not back together? Not yet. I think they're going to work towards it. It just it felt weird. Also, in like the she sense, understands it now. She's like, oh, yeah. now. I understand the tiniest bit of what you went through. So now I understand why you did that. And I'm ready to enjoy having sex with your gorgeous body covered in scars once again. I don't know. It's just weird because the reason why she left and granted, I don't always agree with Felicity, but like she, she couldn't trust Oliver and, and she needed a hundred percent trust and to be in his mind every single second of every day, which was like, Ugh, enough Felicity. Does but, she really though? Like, couldn't she, well, that's Enjoy what, being with him without knowing everything. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, who really knows, like, every single secret about their significant other? And are they te texting each other every single little thought? Like, I mean, come on. Like, 
they're both clearly important people who have important jobs and important lives. Like, do they? Is Oliver not allowed to keep something secret to himself? Uh, and granted, apparently not. Having a son is a big thing, and uh, I can understand why she would want to know that. But he was put in a hard place where um, he needed to protect his son, and yes, that comes before her. But she did. She just didn't give him a chance because he was threatened to be killed by any number of people: Slade, yeah, Damien Dark, everyone. But she left because like he couldn't be honest with her. And, okay, that's that's your decision. But um, when she finally you know comes around and says like, "Oh, I can understand why you made your decision." It kind of makes it seem like it was her fault for leaving a little bit. Like, she made a bad decision before. And they kind of did the same thing with Lyle and Diggle, too. He gives her the, the files, like, oh, here's all the decisions I've made on Black Operations since we've been together. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? It was stupid of me. I trust you. Like, that's what <laughs> Felicity should have done. She should have been like, you know, I was stupid to yeah, question uh, you. See, that's a perfect example because uh, Dig and Lila, like, clearly have their own secrets. I mean, they tell each other the important stuff, but Lila was clearly doing some stuff with Argus that she didn't let Dig know on, and that's why he was so offended um, when he found out what she was doing. And when she called out the fact that, like, you were doing the same exact thing, and then he just didn't have a response for it. But, like, they're, they're an example of a couple who were like, it's okay that they have their own separate secrets. It, they're they're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it should be. And they just agree that, yeah, you know, our jobs require that we keep some things. Yeah. And he was more mad when uh, she found the stolen T-sphere or the copied oh, T-sphere yeah. improved from... Curtis was just like, you know, I should be mad that you stole my tech, but this is great. <laughs> <laughs> you made some real improvements here. Uh, we should cover Supergirl quickly this week. I you really didn't like Flash and Arrow this week, so what do you think of Supergirl? Um, I mean, I'm not typically a fan of a lot of Supergirl episodes, but I think I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the Flash and Arrow this week. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do. Uh, I really did like some parts of Arrow and some parts of Flash, but like uh, the Elicity stuff wasn't part of it, and uh, the uh, the stuff I love from Flash was um, you know just the Caitlin Snow stuff. But this week with Supergirl. Um, you know, it was uh, Alex's turn to be in trouble, and she gets kidnapped by, weirdly enough, like an old <laughs> high school yeah. friend that like somehow knew every single secret of Kara's someone, and someone and, they went to Midvale Elementary with. Yeah, <laughs> um, knew every secret from Kara and, and Alex, and even the DEO, because um, he was like two steps ahead of him uh, for the entire episode. But he kidnaps uh, uh, Alex with the hope that he can blackmail Supergirl into freeing his father who he who he really missed who's in prison um what do you think of the theme of the episode that like maggie is jealous that supergirl is making her job obsolete i actually i'm glad that they sort of confronted that a bit because sometimes i feel like supergirl uh, needs to be put in her place a little bit like she uh maggie and maggie's alternate point about supergirl causing so much collateral damage yeah and maggie had a good point this episode where she had spent 19 uh hours trying to talk some some people down from um you know killing hostages yeah and she'd spent the better part of a day doing it and she's about to get her goal before supergirl just comes in out of nowhere busts through the ceiling of or the roof of the the uh the building and breaks a bunch of walls and then you know saves the day and then she gets all the credit um and i thought it was she makes this comment where like uh what about all the collateral damage like you that there's now a supergirl sized hole in the in the building like you could you can't just walk in through the door at super speed (laughs) grab the guy and take him back out the same way you had to fly through the building 
And Kara is just so indignant about it. And what really frustrates me about her is like, Maggie tries to have this conversation with her and Kara just storms off. Like she can't handle it anymore. Like, are you kidding me? I'm Supergirl. <laughs> I saved the day and you're, you're criticizing me. And she's like, yeah, but you can't always save the day. And you're, you're, you're trying, like we're, we're trying our hardest to do what we can without super abilities. And you just zoom in, uh, destroy a building. Yeah. Who cares how much property damage you cause? I mean, you yeah. save lives, but can't, yeah. can't you do it a little more, uh, you know, responsibly. Yeah. It's like the, the insurance rates in National City are going through the roof because of all the Supergirl-related <laughs> destruction. Um, and I thought she made some really good points the whole episode. Like, she, she was, like, trying to control her emotions every time the guy threatened Alex and every time she saw Alex on, on the laptop. And uh, she was kept saying to Supergirl, you know, like, calm down. Like, you can't just, like, beat the guy to death. You can't just fly out of here and just find her. Like, you need to control your emotions and think logically and she was making a lot of good points and this is like the first episode i really liked maggie because um you know ever since they introduced her i felt like she just forced this realization onto alex out of nowhere and then like alex upended her whole life for it in the span of like three episodes um and i was i just felt that was really off-putting uh of her and this is like the first episode where i really liked her and she made a lot of good points that yeah that really annoying me to your point like when win gets a ping on alex's location like her subdermal transponder yeah and as soon as he gets the ping and they see where she is car just busts into the interrogation room and lays out all their cards saying oh we know where he is now so yeah. you've got nothing and alex is like you know he didn't seem shocked that we found her he's got something up his sleeve like don't just she, go over there half cocked and and do something yeah like, she read his demeanor she's like i've dealt with just suspects before he would have had he would have been, you know, upset if if we had really, you know, undone his work. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I sometimes find Kara in Supergirl so frustrating is that she has this I'm always right attitude and she doesn't listen to other people and she's so preachy at times. And you and maybe the part of it is that she's so young and she doesn't, uh, you know, everybody thinks they're invincible when they're a kid. And like, I mean, she really is. But like, it's just it's frustrating that she doesn't listen to anybody. And then. Um, when she didn't listen to Maggie and she goes to rescue Alex, um, it turns out it was a trap and she lost like 16 hours that they had to find her and in fact put Alex into jeopardy now. I did, um, we, we talked a little bit on Facebook comics after the episode about how like they have to make the characters look stupid to get the story across. And yeah. in this episode, Martian Manhunter says, oh, I just, I can't read his mind somehow. It's like, how could he possibly be blocking Martian Manhunter's yeah. mind-reading ability? Well, I felt that was so weird because not only does he... So, okay, so he figures out Kara's Supergirl by seeing her do something super when she was a kid and she's always stuck with him. So then he, like, stalked her. Yeah, he kind of stalked her to find everything about the DEO. Yeah. Like, he knows about Martians. Like, it's just weird because a lot of that stuff happens inside the DEO. Like, it's weird that he knew everything about Martian Manhunter, his abilities, and then somehow learned to block his mind of telepathic, um, you know being raped telepathically <laughs> i mean that's really what it is but uh i thought it was funny too when they're just like car who knows your super identity and then it's just like well uh you guys obviously and there's like dozens of people in the room. <laughs> and I'm like any of these people could have gone home and told their whole family and all their friends and stuff um and when martian manhunter like disguises himself as rick malvern's dad yeah. he goes he goes in to you know try to say you know, they release me so we can go and escape. And he's buying into it until he says, um, 
you know, you got to give him something before we can just walk out of here. <laughs> you know, you got to tell him where she is. And he's like, no, we'll, we'll get, we'll escape before we let them know. And he's like, no, no, no that's not how this works. He's like, you're not my dad. <laughs> I was like, why did he, he just if escape? He just, if you just gone along with it, escape with him, he would have been right there to apprehend him. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he said where she was. But, um, you know, when Supergirl went off half cocked and like busted into the warehouse. Yeah. And set off the thing that filled up the water tank. Again, that was like, did you notice they cut away like when Supergirl crashed in and crashed through the building and uh, Alex like feels it? She's like, Kara, Supergirl? <laughs> like she felt like her bust through. And then I was like. But she wasn't really there. She wasn't there. So why did why did they make it seem like she heard her crash through the building? Yeah, I, that was a little weird. Um, I think cause they had a microphone on the laptop and maybe that's what she heard. I'm not I'm not 100% sure but I I did think like Alex was like doing some smart stuff inside that tank like she made like she th- oh, blew yeah. up her clothes like she must be wearing clothes that like you know water can't get through because like she stored air inside she, of her pants she MacGyvered her pants into like a, yeah, a like, life preserver slash air supply yeah so like when the water got to the top she was just like all right I'm breathing through my pants for a little while um, and it bought her enough time to to survive so like yeah she had some like some cool tricks in there I was like she took her pants off and turned them into the, the life preserve. I was like, she, she's not even wearing cute underwear. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's still wearing like black shorts and a tank top. Yeah. They were like black long underpants. And, um, I kind of expected them to... when she got kidnapped, she was yeah. leaving Alex's apartment. So like you thought she would have been wearing like, you know, some cute underwear to look good for Alex. Yeah. Or, uh, like Maggie, cause it, cause it was a date night, you know, like they were <laughs> doing a double date dinner night. And, like she was planning to stay over Alex's. So, um, so out, uh, Maggie would have taken off her pants and been like, oh, this is what you're wearing for me? <laughs> I w- there was only two things I was really upset about this episode. Um, uh, upset's a strong word, but like, I f- <laughs> like with Maggie anyway. Um, because it, at one point, they're having a fight where Kara's just like, she's my sister. I, I know her best. Like, um, you know, my feelings should count for something. And then um, Maggie's just like, well, I'm her girlfriend. I think that trumps you being her sister. I'm like, really? You're, you're a girlfriend of a couple months here. And you kind of were... A- a jerk and in, in making her like uh realize who she was like within like two days of knowing you uh does your opinion really trump somebody who's you know spent a lifetime with her yeah and that that too annoyed me because she's like i'm a girlfriend i should be listened to yeah. and i'm like you should be listened to because you're her girlfriend and not because you're an experienced police detective yeah like that's what i would have gone with <laughs> yeah be like you know I've dealt with suspects like this before. You should listen to me when I tell you what they're thinking. She means a lot to me, too. She's my girlfriend. I'm like, well, you're not her wife, so you haven't made that commitment yet. (laughs) I wasn't annoyed, too, because after she goes off half-cocked and triggers the water tank, uh, Jean, like, reassures Kara. Like, they're out on the balcony. He's like, you know, you did what you thought was best. I'm like, he should have been, like, reinforcing that what she did was stupid. Like, that was a teachable moment. I know. Next time... You know, we talk about things before you rush off. No, they everybody just lets her do what she wants. And, like, she doesn't learn these lessons that she needs to. Um, the other thing that I was upset about Maggie is that, like, at the end, I really wanted Maggie's, like, policeman ideals to, to save the day. Because, uh, some you know, like, Kara really needed to be put in her place in this episode. Like, she can't just make uh, Supergirl-sized holes in buildings to, to save the day. Like, she has other abilities. She can run in and not create all of this damage and hurt other people by like debris falling on them um, yeah, and it ends up being Kara is the one who 
Yeah, who saved the day? Like they, so Maggie decides, okay, I'm going to throw away all my policeman negotiation training, and I'll just go in and I'll steal your dad. Yeah, she released the prisoner that yeah. they're blackmailing them to release. Um, and then you know, Carr is the one who talks the prisoner down instead of Maggie. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like a depressing end. I mean, yeah, you want Carr to learn the lesson, but like, why did Maggie have to compromise her ideals for Carr to do that? He's like, uh, Carr goes, you know raising your son rick has been the one good thing you've done in your life it's like if and if you don't tell us where he's keeping her and he kills this person you will have failed as a father and i'm like well he's kind of already failed because he's already a psychopath who's made these traps he's stalking people it's attempted murder kidnapping i mean he's still going to jail for a long time so he's not like a a, a good person um like his father's a good a better person than he is because well his father murdered some guys no didn't they say it was it was manslaughter like he didn't intend to murder them oh i don't know they i thought they said that he was a killer and then the the kid said oh yeah but they had it coming yeah it was like he i don't i don't remember the whole story but like he he did kill some people but it was like not a premeditated you know sinister murder wasn't it weird when like um uh, John shows up with uh, Maggie and he's just like, oh yeah, I work with the FBI and here's Maggie from the local police department. Oh, and here's Cara Danvers uh, from Catco Magazine. <laughs> why, why would she be there? <laughs> oh, you got the press with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. Why is she here? Here's Cara Danvers from Seventeen Magazine. <laughs> why can't they just say that she was also an FBI agent? You know, like, she's not reporting on anything. Yeah, he doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Um, also, like, if Supergirl's supposedly almost as fast as the Flash, and they had 36 hours to save Alex, couldn't she have, like, searched the entire city at oh, super yeah. speed and using her x-ray vision? Well, I think he, he hit her in, like, a, a lead room or something, because he did have lead over the, um, the, the trap part where she, like, you know, knocked down the... She ripped open the thing <laughs> on the ground. It was lead, so she couldn't see through it. But... When they finally rescued her, like it was just a, it was just in a warehouse, a tank in an open warehouse. He's like, (laughs) well, we thought it was in this one warehouse, but the father's like, hmm, well, he does have this other warehouse where he likes to hide things. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody just says warehouse. Yeah, we thought it was in like a darkened room, but then they the lights come on and it's just in the middle. The tank is just in the middle of a warehouse with pipes going into it. Uh, I mean, I know we're running out of time, but really quickly, what did you think of the Lena Luther, uh, Raya subplot? The subplot, um. I mean, clearly, all you have to do to manipulate Lena Luther is say, you're not like your mother. Yeah. And she'll do, just do whatever <laughs> exactly. you say. You're right. That's what I'm telling everybody. <laughs> I'll do what you want. So you do get me. Um, oh, it was the praise be to gods or something. Or thank gods or something like that gave me away. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, when she said it to I'm like, oh, that's a weird line to say. Thank the gods. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Clearly, she like she wants her to build this portal, and it's she said this to bring her home to Daxum, but probably more likely it'll be to bring an army to Earth from, yeah. from wherever they are. Which is why she probably will need uh, Superman to help out by the end. And uh, Lena and Supergirl just miss each other in the, their game of phone tag. Yeah. I just like how like when they're having dinner, too, and then Ray is just like, my son is dating this awful girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the girl? Oh. Let me uh, call her up. Like, that would be a giveaway immediately yeah. being like, so this woman says she knows uh, she's dating your son. <laughs> and then she's like, don't trust her. She wants to build something sinister. But yeah, that that little subplot is clearly what is set up for 
yeah future storylines but it did it did make lena look stupid be like all you have to do is say you're not like your mother you don't hate aliens you're right i don't hate aliens let's build a portal for for hundreds of aliens to come to earth i did like the little when she's like oh just put your thumb here so you can get access to this building without an escort she's like oh red is that good (laughs) (laughs) no red's always bad on her red means alien and it just proves that you're an alien (laughs) all right so um that's about it for this week this week's episode um we do have guardians of the galaxy coming out guardians of the galaxy volume two coming out this weekend are you gonna go see it uh probably i'm sure if not this weekend then next so we'll have uh of course next week's flash arrow super to discuss and uh Maybe we'll also talk about Guardians 2 next week. Yeah, there's a little if bit. there's time. We clearly spend so much time <laughs> talking about these episodes. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, like our page. You know, comment on the post. Talk about the episodes. Facebook.com slash the DC Monitors. Also on Twitter at the DC Monitors. And uh, download our episodes. On iTunes. Yeah. Check us out. Thanks a lot. <laughs>